This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner should be back soon. I'm excited about today's guest. Found out we got a lot in common. And uh, she could be on just about any of the shows that, that I do. She is Coach Renee Lopez, former college soccer coach. She's a trainer and an author of a book that we're going to talk a lot about today, Looking for a Full Ride. Hey, Coach, what do you know about home improvement? Anything? <laughs> Not so much. Not your person uh, as an expert there. Uh, so other than the, the Nary show that I do, and Coach, if you knew me, you'd know exactly how funny it is that I do a home improvement show. My my mom calls about once or twice a month and says, right, "You're still doing that home improvement show." They don't know you at all, do they? I go, "No, they they haven't caught me in about ten years. Let's not let them know now." But other than that, coach, I do a youth sports show, I do a high school sports show, do faith in the zone, and then on Friday nights I do a scoreboard show when it comes um, around high school football time, and and looking at all the things that that you do and what you're so passionate. About really fits with the number of the things that that I do uh, on this sh- on this uh, radio station. But faith in the zone is the one I want to start with with you. And I think in the future I'm going to reach out and see if I can get you on one of my high school shows to talk more about this book that you've written. And uh, the name of the book is Looking for a Full Ride. And throughout the show today, if if you want to spend some time, and I'm going to really recommend this. And, and don't do it if you only have five minutes because you're going to get on this website and you're going to sp- do what I did, which you're going to spend a lot of time on because it's really interesting stuff. It's rlopezcoaching.com, rlopezcoaching.com. And our special guest for the entire day today, the entire hour today is Renee Lo- uh, Lopez, again, former college uh, soccer coach. She's a trainer and an author. Renee, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you be- me. Hey Renee, where are you? Uh, where are you right now? Do you live in Florida? I do live in Florida. Absolutely, I, I live in Central Florida, about halfway between Tampa and Orlando. So I've got uh, one brother that's lived in Tarpon Springs for a long time, and another brother that just moved from Atlanta to Sarasota, and they're like, "Why are you still living up in Wisconsin?" And I'm like, man, I love it here. This is this is my home, and I'm not moving. This is uh, where I grew up. And then doing a little research on you, you know, you're a Packer fan. I am a diehard Packers fan to the point of grew up going to games um, back in the Mikowski years and obviously the Favre years and Rogers years, um, but also going to games in Milwaukee uh, back when they used to host them there, but we are a family of diehard Packer fans. I am a cheesehead no matter where I live. 
and uh, my nephew's even named Brett as an after Brett Favre. So uh, grew up in just outside of a. Uh, um, just across the border there in Rockford, Illinois. So uh, I know Milwaukee quite well, and my brother actually went to uh, Marquette. So I, I know all of your neck of the woods quite well. Renee, I, I love my wife, but you're coming in a close second right about now. I'm just <laughs> I'm just telling you that. A nephew named Brett watching Magic Man at uh, County Stadium. Um, un- unbelievable. You know, you, we also uh, talked to my, my cousin Kevin Fahey went to, uh, to Rockford Boylan. And that—that's your alma mater. It is. It is small world for sure. <laughs> yeah, I told you some stories off the air about those boiling boys. I'll tell you, and none of them surprised you. None of the stories I told you about surprised you at all. Hey, Renee, let's let's start with. Uh, we know that you grew up in Rockford. Was soccer always your 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 sport? Was that your number one sport? Were you a multi-sport athlete? I was growing up. I was very involved in gymnastics and also basketball. A little bit, um, and then I'm only five foot two now, and so uh, about uh, I think it was middle school age. Uh, everybody else started growing and kept growing, and I didn't. So I quickly learned I needed to probably not go down the basketball route. But uh, yes, definitely was really involved in a lot of sports growing up, and and dance as well. And then kind of really started to go into, into focusing on um, soccer specifically, um, and then got into college coaching after um, my college career too. Boy, so uh, soccer, I, I, I worked in that world for a while. I worked at um, the indoor game, uh, team here, the Milwaukee Wave, and then yeah. I became the general manager for an indoor team in Chicago and came back and worked for the outdoor team, the Milwaukee Rampage here. And And I have to tell you, Renee, I the first year I worked for the Rampage, I left every game at halftime because I, I felt like it was watching paint dry for me. And it just, I couldn't I couldn't get it. It didn't interest me. And the coach from the Rampage at that point was a guy named Bob Gansler, who was an ex-World Cup coach for the United States. And uh-huh. he, knew, he knew I was a basketball coach, and he would say, why, are you, why do I see you leave at halftime all the time? I said, Coach, this is the boringest game I've ever seen. And during the offseason, his office was right below mine. And he would, when he was breaking down film, he would call me down. And say, come here, I want to show you something. And he taught me the game. And I, I can't I can't drive through a park. If there's a high school, even a youth game going, I'll pull over and watch. Because I think it's one of the most beautiful games in the world. If you know it, if you understand it, why people are doing what they're doing, and when it's played correctly, it's just a beautiful game, Coach. Absolutely. You know, and I think uh... – so many people have been able to have much more exposure to the game, especially obviously over the past, you know, uh, 10 years or so, um, having the MLS and obviously the women's leagues going on. And also, obviously, uh, since 99 and the 99ers uh, on the women's side, being able to showcase and just utilize opportunities in media to be able to see the game and, and learn more about the game. And, and obviously, I've been a beneficiary of all that, especially on the women's side. You know, we had uh, with when I was with the Rampage, we had like Julie Foudy come out and Christine okay. Lilly, and we had some big time women uh, soccer players that were just some of the nicest people that you've ever met, and and didn't walk around like they were big shots. They they came right on the field. They hung out with some kids. They they did camps. They they did some clinics, and it was just really exciting to have people at that level come to an outdoor soccer game in Milwaukee and spend time and sign autographs and get pictures. And they were available a lot. I mean, they were really willing to be able to come and do clinics for, for younger girls that want to get better uh, in, in soccer. 
Absolutely. You know, I think they've done a great job in, in helping to grow the sport. And now it's exciting to see as we're in the World Cup with the women right now in France. And uh, we'll continue cheering them on for sure. And, you know, those women being able to be proponents for the game. And I think also role models, uh, you know, from the women's side and the men's side in, in soccer and being able to uh, be able to grow the sport. And it's really exciting time for soccer in America, but also across the world. Hey, Coach, your feeling on, on the backlash that this women's team got after beating Thailand the way they did? Well, you know, there's a lot of controversy with that. You know, I think one of the biggest things is understanding the goal differential and what that means. A lot of people don't understand um, how that could have been set up depending on, on how those uh, those other games had their outcomes. You know, I think uh, one of the things is, you know, a lot of those uh, women are just getting an opportunity to be able to score their first goal. Like Mallory Pugh scored her first goal um, ever in World Cup. And so, you know, people are giving a hard time about them celebrating. And this is something that some of those kids have dreamed of, you know, and when they were young. And now here they are being able to um, achieve that goal as um, an adult. And it's such an exciting time for them. So it's sad to hear a lot of the, the backlash. But I think, you know, it's, it's something you have to put in perspective um, it's not youth sports. It's not running up the score against Thank you. you know five year olds. But it's not you know it's not high school or college sports. But it is um, at the world levels. You know there's lots of opportunities, and I think it's also a, a testimony not only where the U.S. has come in terms of women's soccer, but also some of the of different organizations and what they need to do in order to um, grow their sport in their countries and you know be able to develop them so that they can be able to compete and. Um, at that highest level. Coach, did you happen to read any of what uh, the players from Thailand said after that? I, uh, you I, know, I, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, but... I was so interested in their response. Their response was, we would, we don't mind losing to this team like that because they're that good. But if we felt like they were pulling back and taking it easy on us, we would have been really upset with that. And and I had a, a, a long time ago, Coach, I was coaching um, high school football and I was helping out. I was like the JV coach, and I was helping out in the varsity. There's a team here, and they were up like 42 to nothing with four minutes to go in the game. And they ran a double reverse bomb for a touchdown. And after the game, I happened to be in the men's room, and the head football coach from the other team was in. And I said, was that necessary? And he said, you didn't like that? And I said, no. He said, well, then get better. That's not on me. That's on you. I, I'm not going to stop doing what we do. Because you're not very good. this It's your job to get better so that we can't do that to you. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I walked out of there and I said, oh, my goodness, he's right. I, this isn't on him. This is on us that we have to get our program better so that we're not down 42 nothing to him ever again with four minutes to go. And 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 I learned a lot from him. He is a Hall of Fame coach that's still coaching, and he hates when I talk about this, so I'm not going to name him because he said, Mike, that's not me anymore. And I said, but, but you don't understand the lesson you taught a really young coach at that point was to not – you. this isn't on us. This is on you, and you have to get better. And I think Thailand understood that. Absolutely. And I think that was uh, – you know, it was a great response from hearing from them that – they saw that this is the best of the best. And, you know, anyone who is an athlete and a competitor wants to be able to beat the best of the best. You know, many times in, in coaching college, you know, we've played against some of the best teams in the country. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's one time we played against the number five team in the country. We took them in a double overtime, and we lost in double overtime. And 
man, you were frustrated because of what the result was and you lost. But, man, it was such a great opportunity to be able to compete against the number five team in the country and be able to hold them to, you know, getting to overtime, and that's where you lost. And it was like, wow, we're just almost there. We're getting there. And the idea is being able to have them as a measuring stick, I think, is, you know, anyone who is a competitor wants to be able to uh, beat the best of the best. And so, you know, I think there's obviously some strides that need to be, be had for um, some of the teams in the country, uh, different countries that are out there. But, uh, you know, I, but, I am excited to see where our women go, and I think they've got a, a tough couple of games coming up. We'll see how um, the rest of this group pans out as well and, um, you know, in, in the next uh, next rounds. Let's hope we can continue to defend our title. She is Renee Lopez. She's a former college soccer coach at a high level. She's a trainer, author of the book. She's got a lot of things going on. In fact, if I were to write down all the things, it would have taken half that first segment. She's got a lot of things going on and really good stuff. And, and I want you to do this. Go to ourlopezcoaching.com. There's a number of ways that you can read about Renee, but ourlopezcoaching.com I think is the best way, and I looked at all of them today, because that one gives you a number of different things depending on what you're looking for and a lot about the book that, that is coming out. Is it ready to come out, Renee? We're actually in layout right now, so in the next few months we will be going to print. And uh, if they get onto our website and get on our email list, we'll let them know when that book comes out. And uh, we're really excited. We we spoke to 65 college coaches and athletic directors across 19 different sports and all across the United States. And you know, being able to put their information about the college recruiting process, um, it put it all together and be able to serve student athletes and their families to really understand what the process looks like. Because I think a lot of people look at it, they watch the movie The Blind Side, they think that's how the college recruiting process goes, and it's just really not how it goes for most people. And so we've been able to put a lot of information together. I've spent two years researching it, and uh, obviously my experience of being a D1 and D2 and NAI head coach, and also being on staff at the University of Florida, and being able to take uh, a lot of that information and be able to really help families understand what they should be doing to help market themselves and catch the eye of college coaches and also what they shouldn't be doing, like hiring recruiting services and, and things like that. And how do we help them understand how to write emails to a college coach, submit video, as well as really uh, talking them through what does it look like when you're visiting a campus and what questions should you be asking a college coach. And uh, also have a little bit of, of some sections about um, you know, looking at a Christian college as well, which may be of interest to some of your uh, listeners as well. You bet. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. And, and, and trust me when I tell you this, we don't have enough time. We're going to do the whole the whole show, but there isn't enough time to go through all the things that I printed. My company's not going to be happy with me. I've, I have stacks to go through. And uh, next segment, we're going to start with, with Renee's testimony and talk a little bit about her faith, how it's affected her life professionally and personally. Later in the show, there's a number of blogs on that uh, website that we talked about, ourlopezcoaching.com, that I want to talk about. And, and the one that really jumped out is First Impressions Matter. In, in athletic recruiting, and, and it really takes a whole different approach compared to some of the other people I've talked to, and we'll talk to Renee about that uh, later on in the show. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Again, I'm Mike McGarren, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back soon. Our special guest, she's Renee Lopez, former college soccer coach. She's a trainer and author of a book that's coming out soon, Looking for a Full Ride. I would highly recommend if you're a, a parent of a student athlete, if you're a coach, an administrator, a grandparent, or if you're a student athlete listening to this, go to ourlopezcoaching.com rlopezcoachingoneword.com, and and spend some time on that website. There's some really interesting articles and blogs and, and things about this book that I would highly recommend. You're getting the book once it comes out, but before that, go to that website, and you can sign up on the website if you want to get a, a notice when the book is available. Uh, Renee certainly will do that, and the website is really user-friendly, and it's got great information on it. Renee, uh, Renee, this is Faith in the Zone, and segment two, we like to talk to people about their testimony and talk a little bit about how their faith has affected their lives professionally and personally. Can we start out with, with you growing up or when, when uh, you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Absolutely. You know, I, I grew up in a Christian home, but, um, you know, I think I really started to own my faith when I was 17 and uh, at a youth retreat, actually, with a friend. And then as I started to get into college, you know, I kind of started to figure out, well, what does this, you know, faith life really look like and trying to own my own instead of my parents' faith, or, you know, which a lot of kids go through and identities and, and being able to connect through, you know, organizations like Campus Crusade and, and uh, Fellowship Christian Athletes, you know, obviously getting uh, just started to help me grow and develop and really kind of explore my faith and understanding it and get involved in Bible studies. And uh, then I started to continue to grow and, and uh, as an adult and um, really started to get involved in speaking a lot of different camps uh, across the country and uh, Arizona and um, South Dakota and Iowa and uh, Maryland and Florida um, for FCA and being able to uh, be on a stage and a platform God gave me um, opportunities to be able to speak into young kids' lives, and that's really where I got into the business of sports and, and coaching um, because it allowed me to have an impact on kids, especially in college when they have a very much a time period where they're really trying to figure out their own identity and what does that look like. You know, uh, Renee, we, we had Tony Dungy on the show a while back, and he's written a number of books about utilizing the platform that the Absolutely. Lord gives you. And whether it's, your, you know, you're working at the corner grocery store or you're a doctor, you know, be thankful for the platform that the Lord has given you and utilize that platform. Well, the things that you do, and, and again, when, when I talk about you as a former coach and a trainer and an author, you're also a motivational speaker. Um, you go out and speak a lot. There, there's a number of things and platforms that the Lord has blessed you with that you can utilize those platforms, and I'm sure that you do, um, any chance you get to be able to spread the word. Absolutely. You know, try to incorporate uh, where where we came from and, and, you know, who gave us those opportunities, obviously, as much as possible. Sometimes you're in a secular situation where you're not allowed to, but I think there's um, many ways you can show someone that uh, you believe in Jesus Christ, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be mentioning his name. Um, you know, one of the best compliments I ever got was I was actually doing a presentation in a, in a secular high school where I wasn't allowed to speak um, about my faith, but somebody walked up after me and he said, just by the way you speak, I know you're a Christian. And I said, That's thank awesome. you. And, uh, you know, I said that I appreciate that. It's probably one of the best compliments that I've ever had. And he said, uh, you know, it, it, it's obvious by the energy you bring and what um, the light you're trying to give to people and be able to give them hope. And, you know, that's really what the overall purpose that 
you know, God has called us to be is, is to impact people for him um, in whatever means we can. And sometimes that means using the Bible, and sometimes that means just uh, being able to show love and uh, and hope and encouragement. Boy, that, you know, Coach, stories like that bring me to tears. They do. The, the fact that, that that person was bold enough to come up to you and say, hey, look, by the way you speak, I know you're a Christian, and thank you for that. I, I just I, I find those stories to, to really be encouraging um, to people that, that aren't in a position to utilize the platform in a real vocal way. You know, we talk about people coming on this show and getting up on the mountaintop with us. And, and, and look, this show is all about what you just talked about. You know what? We're, we're okay. You, on this show, you can talk about your faith as much as you want to, and, and it's okay with us. I love the fact that you mentioned Campus Crusade and, and FCA because we, we've had a number of FCA guys um, on this show, and, and that, that, that journey in somebody's life, when they, when they go to college, you know, you are tested. There's, there's a lot of, of, of noise out there, and there's a lot of things that, that you can take your eye off the prize. And, and if you're continuing to walk worthy, co- uh, groups like FCA really do a nice job of, of being able to hold you accountable a little bit and be able to gather together with fellow believers and say, okay, what kind of problems are you having? Did you find that FCA was, was an important uh, vehicle for you? Absolutely. You know, I think not only as an athlete, but also once I started to get into the coaching world and, um, you know, the coaching world, especially in college, can can sometimes not be so kind and cannot necessarily be a, a, a lot of friends around, quote unquote, is, you know, a lot of people are just have their own motives and, and they're just trying to win and how do you beat up on the next opponent. But I think, um, you know, for me, actually being able to connect with other Christian coaches, um, I think was a very good opportunity to be able to uh, grow in my faith, and, and one of the things that came out of it, I remember sitting down in, with a, a coach at an FCA event, and we said, let's let's sort out what our core belief system is going to be within our teams, that we are working in a secular um, environment. So we said, but we want it to be biblically based, and what does that look like? So we kind of you know went through the John Wooden information and some Tony Dungy, and we kind of came away with the idea of the, um, being a part of the CIA is what we refer to as an acronym, and, and not the CIA as, as most people know it as, but instead the idea of character, integrity, and accountability, and using those as a core principles that we are going to use with our teams, and character, being who God called you to be, um, I, uh, integrity, doing the right thing, especially when no one's watching, and accountability, having the idea that um, you should be held accountable, and that means coaches and players, and we really started to think these through and these core principles and they're very biblically based, obviously, but the idea of being able to use those in an environment um, that may be a secular environment um, and teach the principles of the Bible, yet it may not be using Scripture specifically. Sure. And I think that was something I really started to evolve with in, in my connection with FCA and, and, and other, uh, you know, Athletes in Action, other uh, Christian organizations. And then, obviously, it brought me to uh, the opportunity to be able to, uh, and I say this as an opportunity, the opportunity to be able to leave a Division One head coaching position to go to a Christian college and work. Um, and uh, God led me to that opportunity, and most people thought I was absolutely crazy when I, I decided to uh, uh, leave that Division One head coaching job. But um, it's fun because I had two of those coaches that I met along the way with, with FCA connections and um, call me up and the minute it went public that I was, I was taking the position at a, at a small school and uh, a Christian college, um, they called me up to say thanks and congratulations, and they were excited from the opportunities that I was going to be able to have um, that may not look the same in you know the secular world. You know, there was uh, 
We're talking to uh, Renee Lopez again, uh, rlopezcoaching.com. She's a former Division I uh, college soccer coach, a Christian soccer coach, uh, trainer, speaker, author of a book called Looking for a Full Ride that we're going to talk a lot more about in, in segment three and four. Uh, we had a general manager of the Bucks here by the name of John Hammett while uh, a while ago. And my son Matthew, when he was in, in high school, had won an award that he got to go to a Bucks practice and then listen and speak to John Hammond. And and John, we, we were asking a few questions, and when it was over, for some reason, John picked me and, and my son Matthew and said, you guys got a minute. And I said, yeah. And he took us up to his office, and we were talking to him about some out-of-bounds plays or something. And, and he said, so now where do you go to school? And Matthew said, Calvary Baptist. And he said, are you going to go on next year? He said, yeah, I'm going to go to Maranatha Baptist Bible College. And John got a smile. And he said, you know, when my days of being a general manager are over, my dream job is to go to a Christian college and be a basketball coach. And I said, you're the general manager for the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's your <laughs> that's your dream job. He said, there's no doubt. That is totally my dream job. And one day, I, I, I hope to get my dream job. And we walked out, and my son couldn't stop smiling. And he said, Dad, that was awesome, wasn't it? I said, yeah, that was, that was really awesome. There's no doubt. Hey, are you familiar with the Nations of Coaches? I think it's more of a basketball group. Are you, does that sound familiar to you at all, Renee? I have connected with them. I actually know about them through some, some basketball coaching friends, for sure. Okay. And, and so we've had those guys on, and, and uh, they're, they're really – it would be nice if, if they could get big enough to start to include sports like soccer and baseball and football. They, right now they're, they're pretty basketball-based. But I had a guy on named Mike Lightfoot from Indiana, and uh, I love telling this story. He, I asked him, we were talking about his faith, and, and he said, Mike, I'm, I'm really good in the locker room. I'm I'm so good sharing my faith with my players and my staff, but once I leave, I, I once when I used to struggle with this, I'd leave the locker room, and and I couldn't figure out how to share my faith with people in the public, and I read a bunch of books and I took classes at church and I couldn't, I was never comfortable with it, and then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan, and for an extra yeah. th- extra three dollars, I bought a bracelet that said I'm oh. not a fan. And I'm in the grocery store, and a woman walks up to me and says, who aren't you a fan of? And he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And she said, excuse me? And he said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? And Mm -hmm. he said, Mike, for that $3, he said, I got about 100 of these bracelets around my house right now because I'll never leave home without it. And, and I just find that really interesting in the world that we live. And, it, you know, it's very biblical that we plant seeds. He was struggling. And all it took was that book. And, and it sounds like you've read the book I have as well. Yeah. It's a great book. Yes, I actually uh, used it with my college team. It's funny you say that, uh, my Christian college team. And we talked about the idea of ha- finding avenues to be able to share your faith and not feel like you're being a Bible thumper, but yet uh, – just being real and the struggles we have as Christians, because the number one thing that we say as Christians is that we're sinners and that we do need to um, ask for God's forgiveness and uh, that Jesus is the Savior who um, comes to uh, help us through that whole process of being able to share our faith. And we need to be able to find ways to do that. And in the sports world, it doesn't always feel like it's easy, um, but I want to encourage anyone who is in the sports world, definitely reach out to me if I can be of any help and any encouragement. Um, because I, I know what it's like. I've also know what it's like to be uh, one of the only females 
um, in a room of, of 30, 40 guys um, in coaching world. And so I understand not only being a, maybe a Christian as being a, a quote-unquote outsider, but also um, being a female coach and what that looks like um, in a very male-dominated uh uh, career as well. She is Renee Lopez. And and look, I told you in the first segment that I was really excited about this show, and now you see why. She our lopezcoaching.com, our lopezcoaching.com. Go to that website and trust me when I tell you this, don't do it when you have to get out of the house in five minutes because you're ne- you're gonna be late. You will be late because once you go on this website, there are so many good things to read and look at. And the one that's coming is is this book, and I, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting this book. Uh, looking for a full ride. We're going to talk more about that book and, and a little bit more about her faith. And, and I love the fact that, that this— Renee Lopez, who is a big time at what she's doing. And we've had, look, Bobby Bowden and Tony Dungy and all these guys on. She is right now in the trenches doing some really good work. Um, and she is helping student-athletes. She's not only helping them get to the next level, but to walk worthy. And that's what we're about here on Faith in the Zone. And I commend her for that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Uh, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be with us uh, either next week or the following week. Our special guest, she's Renee Lopez. She's an author. Looking for a full ride is going to be coming out soon. Go to ourlopezcoaching.com. And uh, you can sign up, and they'll let you know exactly when the book is available. But on that website, a lot of information about the book, some some things that, that are going to be in the book. And I would uh, recommend the first thing you do is go to where the blog section is because there's some really interesting blogs. I want to start, Coach, with, with uh, being recruited at a Christian college. I think it's important for people that listen to Faith in the Zone about that aspect and what you've learned about being recruited at a Christian college. Absolutely. You know, I, I spent 14 years as a college coach and been in Division One and Division Two and NAI head coach. You know, I've also spent uh, four years at Christian colleges. So um, I was able to take a lot of my information as well in um, again, when we interviewed 65 college coaches and athletic directors, not all of them were obviously Christian colleges, but we took a segment as well. Um, Dan Wood, the executive uh, director for the National Christian College Association of America, as well as uh, multiple Christian college coaches, um, were just kind of gathering some of their information about looking at, at being at a Christian college and how that process is a little bit different. So we talk about that in the book and, and a couple of the suggestions and, and what it looks like of you know, making sure that you, you speak to the coaches in a, you know, about the things that you're currently involved in so that the coaches know that you are looking for a different platform than you know, maybe being at a, at a Division I you know, school. You know, not everybody's going to be Tim Tebow and, and have the, the platform that he did um, at Florida, but you know, some people are going to be called to be salt and light at uh, a secular school. But some people are also going to be called to look at a Christian college, and you know some of the tips that you need to to look through about that I think is really great. Um, 
taking that information from multiple different athletic directors as well as coaches and uh, being able to pull it all together and really speak towards the different aspects that you need to have in, in, in uh, looking at a Christian college. You know, and also those of you, you know, you may have find some kids that are have homeschooling. We do a little bit of section about that as well as internationals and recruiting. But also that, you know, what's the overall picture that kids need to look at in a, choosing a college? You know, we one of our blogs, like you mentioned, and we'll have a little bit of this information in our book as well, it's called The Broken Leg Test. And, you know, really evaluating a school to be a good fit for you academically and obviously athletically. But I think there's a bigger picture there, too, is socially making sure it's a good fit for you. Uh, you know, the size of the school, how far away it is from, from home. You know, your parents could still be able to come and visit. Uh, but also, you know, is it the right avenue for you academically that's going to prepare you for the career choice you want to have? Um, but also socially, and, you know, for some people, it will be also growing their faith spiritually and going on missions trips. And, and you know, maybe it's going part of chapel. Um, but also the idea of doing able to do sports ministry on a daily basis and you know, some of the greatest um, things happen just uh, after a game and, and being able to pray with opponents. It was it's such a great avenue to be able to have when you are coaching at a Christian college. Um, but again, kind of researching what that looks like. And for some people, um, it's going to be great to be at a Christian college. And for some, it's not the right fit for them. Uh, but we kind of speak about all those different areas in the book. And so um, definitely highly encourage anyone who's interested to uh, sign up on our website. And we'll let you know when the book comes out. Arlopezcoaching.com. Hey, Coach, when when you talk about Christian um, schools and and guys that go to play there and women that go to play there, it's interesting. The, the a lot of the conversations that I would have back when my son was at a Christian college and my daughter also went to that college is as as a coach on that campus. Are you looking? that only Christian kids to come on that campus or are you looking at kids that have interest to come to that campus and then be able to, to, to talk to them and, and give your testimony and see if you can, again, plant seeds with those kids. And some of the coaches I've talked to in the past have said, look, our, our, you know, from the administration on down, I'm, I'm really only allowed to, 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 to recruit kids that are already walking worthy. And then other guys are saying, look, no, we, we believe that we're here to, to, to be able to bring kids in, to be able to say, hey, look, we don't need to be Bible thumpers, but they need to see how we walk different, how we talk different, how we Absolutely. react different. And I'm wondering your opinion on that. Absolutely. You know, that's actually one of the questions that we bring up in the book is we, we speak about the idea of ask that question to the coach of, you know, what percentage is an expectation of coaches? Because um, every Christian college is going to answer this differently of, you know, what their team should look like. Are they supposed to be 100% people who have accepted Christ and, and living and walking with Jesus on a daily basis? Or are there some speakers that are going to be part of your team as well? And, um, you know, sometimes they'll tell you it's going to be 50-50 at a school. Um, you know, I think it's also important for kids to go and attend a chapel or at least watch it online and, and see what that's like. Everyone thinks that all Christian colleges are alike, and they're really not. Um, having worked at two different ones myself, I can I can just give you the comparisons. But obviously, the research we've done over the past um, you know a uh, few years uh, and speaking with a lot of Christian coaches, um, but also secular coaches too, is the idea of um, we have to really explore the college and really get to know the social environment, what that looks like. You know, some schools will allow alcohol on campus, some will not, and. You know, what does that look like uh, in terms of lifestyle choices? And I think it's really important that if you are going to research a Christian college, 
very, very important um, that you kind of, uh, we have a lot of criteria that we list in the book and, and kind of spell out some questions you need to be asking to the coaches. And so those of you guys who are thinking, well, maybe I don't want to go to a Christian college, but I want to be a salt and light at a different school, we actually have a lot of questions as well uh, on our website and, and will be in our book, too, on the questions to be asking a college coach about what the social environment looks like, because too often we only focus when you're looking at choosing a college on what does the team look like? How good is the team? And can I play for this team? Or can I get athletic scholarship? But I think it's a, a really important thing that kids really understand what they're looking at in terms of their academics, as well as the social aspects of um, what a school may look like for their four years. Hey, Coach, how, how much uh, breaking down film did you do when you were a coach? Because I'm telling you that with with all the with all of the things that you've done for this book, and I don't know if there's many stones that have not been overturned. You know, when looking on that website, you to do this book, you weren't going to just write this book uh, lily nilly and hope it does well. I mean, the the amount of of, of leg legwork that you've done to put into this book to help people is is incredible incredible to me. And I bet as a coach, man, you, you, there there's nothing you didn't do to get your team prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. My my players will probably tell you that coach kind of sometimes probably slept in the office but uh um it was uh it definitely is uh for me uh i'm a strategic planner that's who i am and i and i think through things and i plan things out and um you know it's probably sometimes my demise but uh i think uh you know i wanted to really provide a service to families you know a lot of people think that they should just hire a recruiting service to get seen and that's just really not the right way to go um, and so we want to encourage people to really explore how to do it themselves and how to get seen in the right way that college coaches are going to respond well to. And we really wanted to provide an insider's recruiting guide. Um, you know, our, our subtitle is an insider's recruiting guide because we wanted to bring in, you know, we have um, athletic directors from Florida and Alabama, you know, the U.S. Women's National Team uh, assistant coach who's also the head coach at Virginia, um, you know, in there. We have UCLA athletic directors. We have um, a rifle coach from NC State and, and a, um, junior colleges across the country, as well as Division Two and and uh, you know a gymnastics coach from Nebraska. Man, see, you know, <laughs> we just really had, we took 19 different sports. We kind of uh, the idea was to do as much research across all those sports and really prevent present a uh, an insider's recruiting guide. What are college coaches looking for? And when they're identifying student athletes and, you know, what does that look like and, and, and first impressions as well as marketing themselves to a coach and also what they're looking at and social media and, you know, what they're looking for when they, a kid is in their office and they're kind of going through the interview process to try and figure out if they're a good fit or not. Uh, she is re not bad for a boiling girl, I'll tell you. Rockford boiling girl, not bad at all. She is Renee Lo Lopez, again, former college soccer coach, a speaker, a, a motivational speaker, a trainer, an author of a book called Looking for a Full Ride. And we're going to get to a break. That last segment, there's a couple of blogs that she has, again, rlopezcoaching.com, that I want to just highlight and talk a little bit about and get her uh, her thoughts on some of the things that I thought uh, reading this as uh, not now a former high school basketball coach. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. 
Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner should be back either next week or the following week. Our special guest this week, Renee Lopez. Again, go to rlopezcoaching.com, rlopezcoaching.com. And uh, when you get there, read. start reading. My, my suggestion is go to where the blog is. And, and start to read what a great writer um, she is and the great information that you're going to get. Again, if you're a parent of a student-athlete, if you're a student-athlete, if you're an administrator, a, a grandparent of somebody in high school and, and possibly looking to play at the next level, this is the best information that that I have seen. Um, Coach, the, the, the one that jumped off that I really enjoyed first, and I enjoyed a number of them, but first impressions matter. And the first part of that where it says, have a professional email address. <laughs> and I just yeah. started laughing and I was like, oh my goodness, she's right. You know, normally it's, hey, um, you know, body language and that's in this as well. But the professional email address and, and you put in here, look, don't have something that says bring sexy back dot com. <laughs> you know, how, you're not getting coaches aren't, aren't going to write to that. Absolutely. You know, you would be surprised how many um, very, I'll, I'll use the word, interesting emails you get as a college coach. And, you know, kids think that they should, in their initial email, send and say, I want a scholarship. And like, don't worry, college coaches know you want a scholarship. You don't have to tell them. It's okay that you don't even say that in an email. But the idea of, you know, being able to be professional in, you know, setting themselves up, you know, not only in their email address, but also anything that they're doing in social media. Um, you know, I always tell kids to get create um, their uh, brand new uh, professional email address, you know, just maybe their first name or their first initial, whatever last name, um, and maybe their sport, but also class of whatever, you know, graduation, class of 2021, whatever it may be. But the idea is create that so that way their email is um, only going to be used that, and they're going to be checking that every single day, you know, of correspondence when they're they're contacting college coaches and reaching out, sending them video, and, uh, you know, lots of opportunities to make sure that they show themselves in a professional way because this is a job interview, quote-unquote. That's what the kids need to think about it as. It's not just sending an email to their friends and using a, a LOL or, you know, other things like that that right. they use in, in, in uh, texting type of, uh, uh, you know, slang. But the idea is to be a professional email when you contact coaches and, you know, let them know about you. here's a link to your video, um, but also let them know of your interest in the school, not just – in their sports program, but why are they interested in the school? Is it because of the location? Is it because of the academic programs? Um, you know, have they been on the campus before? But really spelling it out to families about what they need to be doing um, is what we try and do is, is teach them that first impressions really do matter. I, you know, I think there's a, a study that's out there um, that I believe it is, I think it's like 2011 from Forbes, that talks about the average person only takes seven seconds to make a first impression. So, you know, when you have an email address that says bring sexy back, it's really just not a good option no. uh, to make a good first impression. It's not. And the other two points, again, go go to her website, go on blogs, and it'll uh, our, rlopezcoaching.com, excuse me, rlopezcoaching.com. The other two points on this, uh, pay attention to your coach speaking and be respectful towards your parents. Really good 
points. And and Renee, we I, I had a, a college coach come in. Um, he heard the the high school stuff that that I was doing somehow. And uh, he was from from out of the state of Wisconsin. He called me and said, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in coming to see this player. Can I ask your thoughts on him?" And I said, "He can play." And I, I I just think you need to see you see the whole package in person. And he said, "I'm going to fly in on Friday. Um, can you and I have dinner and then we'll go see that game together?" I said, "You bet." So we went, and before they threw the the ball up for the jump ball, he said, "I have no interest." I said, "Yeah, I thought that." And how this kid reacted and how he warmed up and how he reacted to his coaches and how he reacted to his other players, he was already off this guy's list before they threw the ball up for the jump the, in the jump circle. Absolutely. And, and, it was, Absolutely. and I said, why is that? He said, watch him. Why, look at his, he's looking in, he's waving to his girlfriend. This is a big game. This is a playoff game for them. And you can see that he he only goes in in the in the line to take offensive shots. He doesn't go in the other line to rebound for his teammates. He doesn't. The coach went over. He went and sat down on the bench. They only have twenty minutes to warm up. He said, "Look, this is a really expensive date for me. I can't be wrong with this one. I can't." Yep. And so it was really interesting. And you know, you try to tell kids this. The other part, coaches, is. You guys find everything on social media. I had a, an assistant coach from Southern Miss uh, football program on my high school show, and this is a young guy. He said, look, my job, they give me a list of, of guys that they around the country that they're recruiting. I'll get a list of about 50 guys on a Thursday afternoon, and my job by Monday is to, to tell them who, who, is, who should come off the list. And he said, these young kids think they're slick because they have two Facebook uh, pages. One has one has them in church, and the other one has them down on the beach at a big kegger party. He said, I find everything. I find them all. Yep. yep. You know, and I think that's, you know, so many t- times you will see this happening that kids won't even know that they're on a list, and they just get crossed off the list because of their social media, because of how their behavior is. You know, and I actually have a couple of stories in my book, actually. We went out to watch a kid. Everyone, we'd, we'd seen video. We really liked her um, on video, and we said we wanted to go out and, and, and watch her play. So myself and my assistant went out to this huge tournament. We went to go see her. And in the first 30 minutes, I heard her screaming at the referee. I heard her screaming at um, her teammates, and I heard her scream at her coach. And my assistant and I grabbed our chairs, and we walked over to the next game. Um, the fact of the matter was is, um, we didn't want that type of behavior. We can choose from, from any kid across the country as right. college coaches or even across the world. And so we're going to find the right fit academically, athletically, and most importantly in their character and who they are. And so, you know, you look and you say that scenario, well, it's really funny because that actually, that kid ended up getting picked up by a conference opponent. They actually picked up that kid. Um, and I was expecting when I heard they're on their roster, I was like, well, she's good. I know she's good, and I know she'll be able to play. And um, so we get there, and uh, she isn't playing to that game. And I was kind of like, what? Why is, why is she not playing? I'm like, oh, she must be injured. She must be sick, something like that. Well, I asked the coach after the game. I said, tell me why she didn't play. She's legit. I know who she is. And he, he says, did you go to see her live? And I said, yeah, I did. And I said, that's when I crossed her off my list. And uh, he said, <laughs> I wish I would have gone to see her live. And I said, why? He goes, I only looked at video. That's it. And that's the only way I made the decision. Oh. And he said, she has caused so much 
trouble in my locker room and my team. He's like, I just, I never could imagine. I could have picked, he goes, I could have picked up on it if I went to go see her live and, and uh, watched her body language, how she interacted with her parents, how she interacted with her coaches, all those things. And, you know, those first uh, impressions do matter. And uh, it's funny because she never ended up playing for that team, actually, because um, the coach ended up just dismissing her from the team because he didn't want um, that type of character in his team anymore. And he learned his lesson, I think, of just relying on video. No doubt. Hey, when when you go to ourlopezcoaching.com, sign up for when this book is, is available. And my recommendation, I know a lot of coaches listen to this Faith in the Zone show because we talk about it on a weekly basis. And I appreciate all uh, the text messages and phone calls and emails that I get uh, pretty much on a weekly basis. And I know this week I'm going to get a ton of them. I would recommend to, to the coaches to get on that to, to get on that list so you know when this book is available and think about buying books for your players for your staff for your parents of of your program and I know you you know you football programs out there got 100 guys I, look I think Renee will will help you with 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 the price and I haven't talked to her about that but if you want to buy in Absolutely. bulk if you want to Absolutely. buy in bulk you tell her that you heard her on faith in the zone and you need to buy 100 books for for your kids in your football program so that they get the true of what the insiders recruiting guide what these coaches are looking at because I think it's important that they understand from the time they're freshmen. And in fact, we didn't get to get, uh, didn't have time to get to the youth blog that she did. But how how should youth sports programs prepare student athletes for the college recruiting process? You think about it at that point. She's talking about youth sports programs. So you guys get, go to ourlopezcoaching.com and understand that she has done a lot of work and she's done all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is buy the book and, and learn from what she has done. Renee, I can't thank you enough. This has been a great show. And like I said, I look forward to having you back on, on Faith in the Zone and any of the high school stuff that I do. Good luck with this book and keep up the good work. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And if anyone else has any other questions, feel free to reach out to me at info at lookingforafullride.com, info at lookingforafullride.com. And also at the bottom of my blog, you'll see that I also have nine different Facebook groups that I run. Yep. So um, if you are a parent of a student athlete or you are a coach or administrator, um, you would probably benefit quite a bit from being part of those Facebook groups. And all of those are for free. And again, if you get on our list of information, you'll find out when our book comes out. And we'll be here to help support you guys and walk you through the process. That's perfect. She's uh, Renee Lopez, and and the fact she grew up in Rockford, Illinois, do not hold that against her. She's a Packer (laughs) fan. Renee, thanks a lot, and have a great day. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? For certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.